Hello and welcome to the Belly to Belly podcast. I am Jimmy and today we don't have Brendan sitting with us today. Uh, our schedules are both pretty busy. We both work a lot and he goes to school and we just couldn't match up the schedules good. Uh, but we do have a guest co-host. Uh, Ray Colon is going to be with us talking about everything, talking about wrestling, how we got into it, uh, talking about Fastlane. Um, but before we dive into that, um, so Brendan won and retained uh, his title belt going into uh, post elimination chamber. Uh, he drew Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns and pretty much took it from there. Uh, I came in second and Matt came in third. So that was the results from our elimination chamber prediction game. And now I'm going to talk about the results uh, of our guesses for the fast lane event. So. First match is uh, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Rusev. Uh, all three of us picked Nakamura. Uh, Bobby Roode versus Randy Orton. Um, Matt and Brendan both went with Bobby Roode. I picked Randy Orton because of a disqualification by Jinder Mahal. Uh, the Usos versus The New Day. Matt and I both picked The Usos. Brendan picked The New Day. Charlotte versus Ruby Riot. All three of us picked Charlotte. Uh, Becky Lynch and Naomi versus Natalia and Carmella. Uh, all, all of us picked Becky Lynch and Naomi. Uh, and then the six-pack challenge for the WWE Championship, AJ versus Cena versus Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn, Baron Corbin, and Dolph Ziggler. Uh, Matt and I both picked AJ Styles, and Brendan picked John Cena. So we're going to go right into the episode now with Ray Cologne. a six-woman tag match that like main events in one of the NXT live shows and it was it's like featured a main event with six of the NXT's top female superstars Kyrie Sane, Candice LeRae, and Jesse clash with Shayna Baszler, Vanessa Bourne, and Reyna Gonzalez. Who the fuck is Reyna Gonzalez? I don't know. Here. Uh, look it up. That's <laughs> or Jesse. Yeah, who the fuck is Jesse? Are these like people that like maybe they signed or didn't debut or something? They, I, I know they did a match with uh, EC3 and Chris Hero. I mean, this is just an NXT live event, so like it was probably just their debut there. Not debut, but you know, it's a live event, so. Hold on. Um, so they'll probably be on TV soon, but I don't know who the fuck Reyna Gonzalez or Jesse is. Hold on, I'm looking at the uh, roster right now. The Jesse girl's cute. Raina goes. Je- Ra- uh, Jesse Elaban. 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 Yeah. Raina Gonzalez. Uh, she used to go under the name Victoria, or Victoria Gonzalez. Uh, Not really trained by anyone famous. Uh, she's from Texas. I think she's NXT. Yeah, yeah. Born. Like. Homegrown? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. 
I'm looking for matches. All of them are, are NXT. So. Yeah. Oh. Okay. She was. She auditioned for the sixth season of Tough Enough. Uh, she didn't get selected. Uh, she made her in ring debut under the under her real name on January twentieth, twenty seventeen, during a live event where she competed in a twelve woman battle royale, won by Aaliyah and Ember Moon. I guess they won at the same time. Um, I don't really care for Aaliyah that much either. Oh, I think her finishers are retarded. She goes by the cat's meow. Like that's Natty's thing. Her finisher is awful. Now I remember seeing her story on like on what was that show? Uh, the docu series that they had. And oh, Aaliyah. Aaliyah. And oh no, I think I think I I have respect for her in that sense because even Sarah models like she's been working hard, you know. So like cool, but at the same time, I think that. Um, that running weird neckbreaker thing she does where they're like sitting on the floor and as she runs and just like jumps over and slams them. I don't know. It was weird. And I don't like that, that leg drop either. I think it's whack. Uh, all right. So, uh, Brendan couldn't make it this week. So we are sitting down with our new, uh, one time guest co-host. Maybe we'll be other time guest co-host, uh, Ray Cologne. How you doing brother? What's up, man? Um, so let's let's just dive right in. What was your first like experience wrestling? Because you are a uh, you're a veteran of this thing. Um, I am eighteen this, years. Wow. Yeah, th- this podcast in particular, uh, my friend Brendan has been watching for a really long time as well. And uh, I don't exactly know the year I started. It was that SummerSlam feud with Wyatt and Jericho. Was, was when I started, so I'm still relatively new. I think it was like 14 or 13. Really? You didn't watch before that? Why do I feel like you watched it for so long? That's interesting. Uh, well, because I knew of it, I just didn't watch it on a consistent basis. You know, yeah. like, like I, I wasn't like a religious entity, like we watch it now. Yeah, I mean, I my first memory that I can remember where I, I actually like continued watching it after this moment was triple h's return from when he was injured and i remember um him coming out with the jean jacket and then pedigreeing big show um but i used to watch glimpses like you know uh of the invasion because i used to get the old vhs tapes which i actually think i still have um oh man what show was it uh, was it God, the invasion it was, angle? He said. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it wasn't the invasion show, but it was. Um, oh man, I, I I remember it was like Taker and um, Kane. You know, I, I I need to look this up because this is gonna bother me. But yeah, that was around the time that I started watching, and then um, when did when did Triple H return? Like two thousand two. Oh, you're asking the wrong person for. Oh yeah, you're right. Early dates like that. Um, yeah, I think 2002 was when he returned because then I remember the Royal Rumble, um, where Vince McMahon fought Ric Flair. Um, I used to have the old VHS of that. I remember the WrestleMania 18. So that was around the time that I actually really started watching. So Triple H was like the the one that like hooked you onto it. 
Yeah. And, and <laughs> Triple H of all people. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, uh, yeah. It was, it was him coming out, and I just remember the crowd going crazy, and I was like, this is dope. Um, like, I need to keep watching this. So... So what so turned I, you on to the indie scene? Because I know you go to a lot of indie shows. Um, I've been to a couple. Uh, I uh, it, it's a lot cheaper than a WWE show. For sure, for <laughs> and, sure. Um, and I mean, I, honestly, I think I've been like to three of them. Um, I've been to a lot of WWE shows when I was younger. My dad used to surprise me with tickets all the time. Um, so he was a I, fan too. He was a fan of me being a fan because I was his kid, so he wanted me to be happy, <laughs> you know. So he was just being an awesome dad at the time, and um, and uh, I, I actually remember an early live event that he took me to before we even started going to like the Raw and well, no, I, it was actually only SmackDown that we went to. Um, I went to a bunch of SmackDown shows, but there was a live event that I remember seeing, like Lita versus Jazz, and um, I think Kane was there, and we were like right there. It was so cool, and I, I must have been like eight or nine, and then I remember just going to a bunch of SmackDown shows. Um, I remember the one of them I went to was when JBL was having a coronation for something. I think he like won the belt or. And Big Show came out and just destroyed everything, and I like lost my shit. Um, but I, I also went to a couple NXT shows, uh, not NXT, um, TNA. I went to TNA Lockdown in 2009, where I saw Mick Foley beat Sting for the heavyweight championship. Ooh, at least you got to see Sting, though. That's pretty cool. Uh, I mean, I, Mick Foley to this day is my favorite wrestler of all time. Anybody who ever asked me that, I will always say Mick Foley. Um, so I was excited to see McFoley. Yeah. Um, but you know, I saw, uh, awesome Kong was there. Uh, if you watch the replay of that show, you see me and my dad in the audience doing the 3d sign. Oh, so you had pretty close seats. There. Yeah, we were right there, man. And it was a, it was a relatively small venue. Um, uh, but yeah, the, the seats are really like close. I think the best seats I've ever got was when I went to WrestleMania twenty nine. Twenty nine was at MetLife. Yeah. The the one that was in Jersey and uh, in Jersey. Yeah, Cena. Uh, not Cena. Uh, Taker it, Punk was. That was, yeah, was twenty nine. And it was Triple H and Lesnar, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, we got the seats right next to the ramp, and we saw like everything like when they came down and then when they left like i touched brock lesnar's arm like that's how close i was it was dope um and then rip your arm off <laughs> no no he was still playing the character he was all uh, he was all messed you up. and i still still feel the same feelings about lesnar <laughs> uh, uh, dude i i cannot wait for him to go away forever if he does i i, I just i'm so I mean, I've been over him for a while. I think the only match that I've liked since he returned in 2012 was the one he had against AJ Styles. I have not enjoyed a yeah. Brock yeah, match yeah. at all. Okay, at all. so I, I was going to bring up the AJ match. I was also going to bring up the uh, Royal Rumble match with uh, Cena and Rollins in the Triple Threat. That was also a really good one, I thought, too. Wait, which one? Uh, triple Threat. 
Triple Threat, uh, Royal Rumble, Seth Rollins, John Cena, Brock Lesnar. That's the uh, whole, that was like Seth's like sort of coming out party. Yes, I do. I do remember watching that match. I remember just being totally uninterested though because Brock Lesnar and John Cena were in that match. Um. And I, I watched it because I am a fan of Seth Rollins, or at least I was at the time. I was a really big Seth Rollins fan when he was heel and, you know. Um, He's starting to get that momentum back. Not heel, but, like, the same momentum he had. When yeah, he yeah, that popularity that, you know, had him going in the first place. But, um, yeah, I, even with that, I, I can't even put that on my list. Like, I think AJ Styles brought the best out of him. You know, and um, like God, just watch that Lesnar Taker match at WrestleMania, man. <laughs> just like Jesus. Yeah. Christ, well, you know? our Brendan and I, my co-host, was like, our, our thoughts were that Heyman was kind of like, listen, this guy AJ, like, is a legend outside of WWE. Like, this guy is good to work with. He's gonna make you look amazing. Like, you need to actually put effort into this one. <laughs> For real, I uh, I don't I don't know what sparked Lesnar to actually give a fuck, you know, but I'm uh I was I was surprised with how much I enjoyed that match, and I actually watched it back maybe like three days ago. I just watched it because um, it popped in my head, and I was like, wow, that was a really fun match. Um, and I think I also watched it again to see the Tamina and. <laughs> Nia Jax moment. I don't know. Oh why. no. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, you're 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 high that. on Tamina. I don't get it. <laughs> uh, I mean, I go. I lo- I love Tamina, but I'm I'm really high on Nia Jax. Like, I think Nia Jax is one of the greatest things in the world. I think she needs to work <laughs> on her mic skills. Yeah, I think, I think they're taking I, the flip with her now. I think I think they're trying to make her baby. Yeah, you know, they kind of showed a, a vulnerable. Uh, yeah, side. why else would they do that? Like, <laughs> um, but I I do hope she goes against Alexa for the belt and wins at Mania. I really do. I think, um, and we're just jumping all over the place here. Yeah, it's alright. Um, I think Oscar uh, and Flair is so much more appealing to me than a Bliss and Oscar match. Um, We've I, also seen Bliss and Asuka before. We haven't seen Bliss and Charlotte. Exactly. Um, well, no, you mean Asuka. Asuka oh, yeah, no, yeah, we haven't yeah. seen Asuka Charlotte, but we've um, seen Asuka Bliss. And I just I, I, I just really hope that that's the direction that they go. And I'm happy they didn't throw Ronda Rousey in that, that mix either, because I, I would have been so against that. You know, they, they are... Um, playing this whole Ronda Rousey thing really carefully, which yeah. I, I'm sort of surprised about because, you know, the minute they got Lesnar back from UFC and everything, it was kind of like he was already on top of the list. He was unbeatable. Like, it was all this stuff. Like, they were jumping into it. But I think a lot of this Ronda stuff actually has to do with her instead well, of... Well, I think... I don't think Lesnar and, and Ronda are in the same league because... Brock was a wrestler before, you know? Brock well, I didn't want to say, like, Mike Tyson or anything because it's not the same as the Mike Tyson thing. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, Mike Tyson didn't have a match, even though he was a playable character. Do you, you remember that in the old game? The 
Like WWE thirteen. I think WWE thirteen he was a playable character and I was like, This is so stupid. Um But I think a lot of it has to do with Rhonda being like humble about it. like she doesn't want to be treated like a superstar. Like she wants to be treated like everybody else and so like she wouldn't have went to a full time schedule, I don't think, if she didn't want treatment sort of like that. This is true. Do you think she... I know they said that she's going to be on every Raw until WrestleMania, but what do you think they're going to do with her after WrestleMania? Uh, I I guess it honestly depends on how that match ends. That match may honestly be, like, midway through a story. Like, it could be, like... I honestly think that... uh, It could honestly go either way. I, I think either she'll make Stephanie tap or Triple H will pin Kurt, which makes me tear a bit but um I, I mean it could go it could be an injury angle where like Rhonda hurts Stephanie or whatever and they need like a temporary new GM until Stephanie comes back and it just sets up like a bigger story yeah but um I just I, I don't feel like Triple H and Steph should go over in that match but I also didn't feel like they that Triple H should have beat Sting in WrestleMania, and that happened anyway. Yeah, well, it's Triple H. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't know. I it's just weird to me, like Ronda being in the women's division because, like, imagine a Sasha versus Ronda match, you know, or that like happened. a Bailey versus Ronda match, like. I feel like it has the potential to be dope if Ronda trains, continues training, and, like, um, you know, just shuts all of all of her critics up, which I'm one of them because, like, I haven't seen her wrestle. So somebody who's been watching wrestling forever and, and sees a bunch of these, you know, celebrities come, um, I just hope that this is what she does exactly like this is what she wants to do and that she puts her all into it yeah Um, i mean she did with ufc and you know she was the reason the entire division got made wwe won't let us forget that but like at the same time like you know that vince or triple h or whoever's like running the show here is like we got probably the biggest signing in sports entertainment of the past decade like Sarah Del Rey, like, you need to get on this and make her look good. Yeah. And Ronda's one to work her ass off, too. Like, we've seen it before. Brock is not one to work his ass off. No. Not at all. So, I, I have I have more faith in, in her than I do most people, like, coming in and being like, alright, how are they gonna do? Because, like, even with wrestlers coming in, like... I know it's a bad example because we know they'll do well, but like with Ricochet coming in and with War Machine coming in, at first you're like, okay, how are they going to do under the WWE banner because it's different than the indie banner? But then you're like, oh, these guys are fucking fantastic. Like, they're going to be fine anyway. Mm hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, you're talking about people who have been wrestling all, all over the world, you know? So. That all depends on creative and what the fuck they do with them. I don't want to see Ricochet in 205 Live, like, at all. And I and I read that that's what they're planning on doing. They, um, they could, they, you know, Triple H is running 205 now. So, it, it's, since he's 
done that and since Rockstar Spud became like GM, like that show has been so much better. I'm and, not, I'm not and they need the star the quality of it. I want him to be more than that. You know, I want him to just because I've seen what he's done in Lucha Underground and everywhere else. He doesn't, I, I, you know, he could be so much more than just cruiserweight champion. Yeah, and star of that. Which is where um, I think they're doing with with Roddy right now, is I think they're moving him to win the title because that's what Two Hundred Five Live needs desperately is that star. And I think that's what they tried to do with Enzo. But it, they already had it with Neville. Like, Neville was a massive star. Yeah. And, and and look where that went. Yeah. I mean, we could see Neville back. We don't know yet. But I, I just uh, think they totally dropped the ball in that one. I, <laughs> I'm, like, low-key. No, actually, I'm very high-key happy that Enzo Mori is gone. <laughs> Oh yeah, I mean, he was better, I, I thought, as a heel, but he never really... He seemed like a big tool who didn't really have much skill anyway. He was such a terrible performer when it came to ring work, and I need much more as a fan than just somebody talking on the mic, you know? Um, yeah, I'm just hoping that cast, like is seeing this and is like, all right, I need to step my game up because Cass's ring work isn't really that fantastic either. Well, I remember that when that fatal four-way match that he had, oh, I forgot who else was in uh, It was Roman, uh, Seth, and Kevin Owens. I think he did pretty damn well in that match. I think he definitely held it. I was joking around saying that Cass was going to win that match. He didn't win it. Huh? They, you know, he did win. Did he win? No, Kevin Owens won the title. Yeah, I was like, that. wait, he didn't win that. I think, I, I think that he did really well in that match. I think Enzo was holding him back. And the fact that, like, once they split them up, that's like all he had matches against <laughs> was either Big Show or Enzo. So it's like hard to have a good match with with Big Show or Enzo, you know, like Braun Strowman is one of the few that can actually have a good match with Big Show at this point. Yeah, I mean th- that's definitely possible, but I-, I think it's also a fact that they may have been holding each other back mm. because, like, like you said, like Enzo's skill like held Cass back, but Cass's lack on Mike was holding Enzo back. Like Enzo was doing all the work there. And Cass would just yell soft, and that would be it. And yeah. would ultimately cause the pin to happen, because he would throw Enzo. But, like, that's why I think they were such a perfect, like, sort of mesh as a tag team. is because they complemented each other. It kind of reminded me of, like, um, Road Dog and Billy Gunn. Um, like, if you watch their old stuff back, like, Road Dog wasn't the greatest wrestler. But he was good on the mic. And it was kind of the same thing where Billy Gunn was, you know, we got two words for you, suck it. And then Billy was really the workhorse of that whole match. But even when they split, you know, not much happened for them. So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. I just, I hope (laughs) Cass comes back relatively soon. Um, Yeah, I think it'll happen. Because I was actually, I was, I I still am. I'm, I'm a huge fan of Cass. Um, but I, I hope they actually do something with him. I don't know where he would fit now. Um, 
Uh, I think he's probably better on SmackDown, honestly. There's more room to grow, I think, there. You know, it's so crazy. We'll talk about that in a minute. I have the rant about SmackDown. I was just, that's what I was just about to rant on that. Okay, so let's save that for a little bit. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> so, we, we're here be to talk about Fastlane primar- primarily. Uh, there's not really much of a history to talk about Fastlane because I think it's only been like four of them. Uh, Fastlane started in 2015. Uh, do you remember the main event for the first Fastlane? Because I do. Oh, God, no. I would have to look that up. It was Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan. The winner takes on Lesnar at Mania. Yeah, I, so, I don't remember that. But the funny thing about the Fastlanes and stuff was none of them were really that good. Um, Fastlane. Fastlane was the return of Goldberg, No. No, it was no. when he beat Kevin Owens. Yeah, that was that was okay. That was the third was fast lane. Uh, last year. Yeah, so the, yeah, the, I remember that. The one. second fast lane was the Roman Reigns Lesnar Dean Triple Threat was the main event, and then the Goldberg Kevin Owens, and then this one, which is the stupid six way match. Wait, the 2016 fast lane was the Shield match. No, it was Reigns uh, versus Ambrose versus oh, Lesnar. Lesnar. But uh, it was also had an AJ Chris Jericho match on the card too. I'm looking this up right now. Oh god! I mean, yeah, oh, okay. like it wasn't like so. the The first fast lane was like Big Show Kane and Rollins versus Ziggler Rowan and Ryback, and I I actually remember the story to that match. It was uh, if Dolph Ziggler, Eric Rowan, and Ryback lose, they get fired. And they lost. Uh, it was a Goldust for Stardust, Cesaro and Tyson Kidd versus the Usos. Uh, Wait, which year? Which year are you looking at? Fifteen, the first one. Oh, they okay. Uh, Nikki Bella defeated Paige. Wade Barrett defeated Ambrose by DQ for the Intercontinental. He was already the champion. Uh, Rusev versus John Cena. Uh, Rusev won by technical submission. And then Roman Reigns beat Daniel Bryan. This was the, like, right as Daniel Bryan came back and was like, hey, I'm back from injury. I deserve my WrestleMania or whatever. But then he won. That was the year he won the Intercontinental belt, right? Yeah. 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 See? I believe so, yeah. I don't think think at that time I really gave a flying hoot about Fastlane. No, well, no one did. That's the thing. Uh... (laughs) Yeah, I think the I thought the concept was super. It was kind of like the Great Balls of Fire uh, pay per view. But like, that oh. ended up being a good show, which was the thing. Uh, 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 uh. Was it good though? I thought it was. <laughs> it was alright. Well, you weren't you weren't a fan of Samoa Joe and Lesnar, and I remember texting you and being like that. I thought that match was good. Oh my god, wait, the one where he lost in 1F5 after Samoa Joe hit him with every finisher under the sun? Well, besides the ending. Yeah, no. I'm telling you, I just, I don't care about Brock Lesnar. I cannot sit there and enjoy a Brock Lesnar match. And that was, that, the fact that he F5'd him once, and that match was over, I, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't. 
Samoa Joe deserves so much more. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, it sucks that he's already been hurt twice since he debuted, too. Yeah, I don't, I don't see much happening with him. I'm pretty sure McMahon right now, seeing how many times he's been injured, is like, eh. I mean, look, I look what happened to Finn, though, too. This is true. I mean, that... On Raw, I think it was the Raw before the three-way IC match got announced at Mania where Miz was like, look at you, like you came back and uh, you went up to the main roster and won the Universal Championship and held it for a day and got hurt and relinquished it and then came back and goes, what did you do since? Nothing. And I'm like, that's exactly correct and Creative actually knows that and is pointing it out. You know, I i mean, I think I've told you this before. I'm uh, Finn Balor is another one that I'm just not a fan of. Um, I think his entrance is dope. That was one of the coolest things I've seen live, was the demon entrance. Yeah, I just, other than that, he doesn't do anything for me. And people are like, he's so great and blah, 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 and like, cool. But, um, like, that's just one of those uh, indie people I just, I don't really care about. <laughs> right, so, so run down the list of the guys that you do like because you've said a lot of who you don't like. Um, oh, God. Okay. You know, I'm going to make this easier for myself. I I mean, right now, my favorite thing is Brock... Uh, not Brock Lesnar. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Bron- <laughs> Braun Strowman. I think Braun Strowman is probably the greatest thing on Raw. I thought and that base segment with Elias was incredible. When he came out with that giant freaking thing. Yeah, the um, uh, the string base. Oh my god! And I he lost. accidentally broke it. <laughs> yeah, I lost it. I, I it was. And his chemistry Elias, with Alexa too. Yes, uh, when he was holding her back, the last one, when she like tried to get at Naomi, I was dying. Um, but yeah, he's definitely my favorite thing to watch um, and has been for a while. I, I was... I, do you remember when he debuted it? Uh, yeah, it and, was after... It was a day after SummerSlam. I'm gonna say 2015? I believe so. But and I remember, he, he fought I remember Dean he, and Roman you. and Jericho. Dean, Roman, and Jericho. Yeah, he choked them out. And I remember going like, this dude's going to be big. And you were like, nah, I don't think so. I don't think so. And I was like, watch. He's going to blow up. And look where he is I now. mean, it took some time, but yeah. All, all, all great things take time. <laughs> but he's dope. Um, I think Elias is dope. Um, yeah, so... I think we the fact just, that he is yeah. so like, deep in his character... Um, it works for him, you know. I feel like if, if if you have a character and you don't believe in it, it's it's not gonna succeed. And he goes out there every night, um, with that, you know, with the with same stick and he gets kills over it every yeah. single time. We were so uh-huh. the the first time I actually saw Elias live was SummerSlam, and um. I, I remember hating him in NXT and the whole crowd hated him and then at, like after I heard that his character was was not made for NXT it was made for the main roster then I, I, I it clicked with me and 
because uh, I was like, how is this guy getting over on the main roster? I was like, he was terrible on NXT and stuff. And so uh, it really hit me on the SummerSlam pre-show when, when he came out with the guitar and was just completely getting over it with everyone. And uh, to the point where like he's just killing it on TV. And then when, when we go to Raw 25, um, my sister was like, who are you looking forward to? There's going to be like a whole ton of people here. And I'm like, you know, honestly, I'm looking forward to Elias the most. <laughs> and, uh-huh. you know, that was a segment with Cena and they bashed him with the guitar and stuff. And I, I just think the future is very, 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 very bright for Elias, uh, Strowman, and uh-huh. Miz. Particularly those three. And who? And Miz. You know, I was just about to bring him up. I'm like, huge fan of The Miz. I don't think he's the greatest wrestler in the world. No, he's a very safe wrestler, though. Yeah, which I appreciate, but at the same time, it's like... And he also works that into his character, that he's not the best. That's why he has to cheat all the time. Yeah. The fact that Miz is just A-plus all the time on the on the mic and... On the mic, he's fire. But in the ring, it's very hard for me to get through a whole Miz match. Because I just I know the outcome of it. Um, but I, yeah, the Miz, I, 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 he's been on, on top for a while now. Um, since, uh, Talking Smack. Oh, after, dude, after that, I gained so much respect for him. I was like, holy shit, this man just went off. And, um, I feel like, yeah, he, 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 I feel like he's going to be WWE champion very soon again. Um, uh, they're going to make him the longest like reigning Intercontinental Champion, is what they're going to do. He should he should get the belt at least one more time. You want to hear my dream scenario for, for Miz? Is is what? He's like eight-time champion right now? So you, ha- you have him win one more time, then somehow the title gets vacated. Yeah. And you set up Jericho versus Miz for the Intercontinental title at WrestleMania. They're both a nine-time at, at that point. Because the, okay. the two of those guys could talk their asses off. They will probably have really good chemistry. And that feud building up to who's going to be the longest, uh, the most held time of the IC Championship, I think would be really dope. John Cena's sixteen times, right? Sixteen, yeah. If he wins, right. if he wins so tonight, it's seventeen. Oh god, I hope he doesn't win tonight. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, we'll get into that later. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so it was a. Uh, so it's funny that you said like you've you've been to like so many SmackDowns and stuff because I haven't been to a single SmackDown, and. Like, that's, like, the only one, besides, like, going to a Studio NXT show, like, that's the only one, like, I really have to hit. Because, like, I've hit a Raw, I've hit a Pay-Per-View, I've hit an NXT TakeOver. So, like, I've been to an NXT show, I've been to a Raw, and I've been to a a Pay-Per-View. I've been to two Pay-Per-Views, actually. But, um, SmackDown, you know, since the draft, was the better show. Mm-hmm. It was the much better show, and then just some. I don't know what the fuck happened. I I don't know when it happened. I don't know how it happened, but they 
I I can't find myself getting through SmackDown. It's so unwatchably bad. It was after Jinder Mahal lost the belt, bro. I'm telling I you. I think it was when Jinder Mahal won the belt. You're you're a Jinder fan, but I'm a huge Jinder fan. Um I you know, I I was that's where I was going when I was about to start ranting just a bit ago. It was like when they split all I watched was SmackDown. Um, I haven't been to a SmackDown show recently. The SmackDown shows I was talking about earlier were like 2005. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, I cannot sit through a three-hour Raw. Um, it's it's a lot better. It's a lot easier now. They, they pace the show a lot better now. I... I've tried it recently. I still cannot get through a three-hour Raw. Um, I zone out. And SmackDown, when they first did that split, you are, you are correct. It was the better show. Um, because it was just for, solid. For a long time. And I don't know if Creative got lazy um, or something, but it's just not interesting at all and these pay-per-views are just proving it because i this is like recently it's just so sad to me that i don't care about these smackdown pay-per-views um i'm trying to even when was the what was the last smackdown pay-per-view it was was we had elimination chamber before survivor series what was before Rumble? Hold on, I'll tell you in a second. But um, from what uh, you know, the sheet, the dirt sheets, and wrestling Twitter and whatever, what what seems to be the problem is that like, according to them and according to like Meltzer and stuff, was at a certain point they took the head writer of NXT and uh. promoted him to Raw. And they took Road Dog off of Raw and brought him to SmackDown. And so apparently, since Road Dog is was head of creative of SmackDown, like it seems seems to be going downhill a bit. But um, so I was at the Battleground show in Philadelphia in in July, and like even before that, I think it started with the AJ uh, Shane sort of feud at Mania. Like, that's how long the story has been going on that, that's still going on today. Has been since that AJ Shane feud and Mania. Because, like, it went from there to Shane feuding with Kevin Owens. Uh, not, not Shane. Uh, to AJ feuding with Kevin Owens and then Shane feuding with Kevin Owens. and Which is why I'm so baffled that they turned this match into a six-way because the perfect scenario would be to keep it a three-way because it makes sense with the story. And so I'm like, all right, why is Ziggler in there for no reason? Why is Corbin in there for no reason? Uh-huh. Cena's story right now is a bit compelling, I think. So that's why I, 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 I'm sort of all right with Cena being in there. But I'm like, you ha- you've been telling the story since Mania last year, almost a year ago. And you throw all these guys in there for no reason. 
you know, I don't know what the hell they're trying to do with Ziggler. Um, uh, did I text you yesterday that that the rumor is he's fighting Ziggler? Uh, Ziggler's fighting Shane at Mania. Ziggler and Shane. That that's apparently where it's leading to, according to the internet rumors. Ugh. I'm hoping that doesn't happen, but I mean Ziggler's kind of good in the ring. I will give him that. I don't I don't know what they're doing with Corbin. I don't understand why he's in that match. I'm a huge fan of Corbin, um, um, but I don't I don't get it. It just it, nothing makes sense. Nothing's making sense at all. Um, even the whole Shane McMahon Daniel Bryan. Like feud, it just it doesn't make any no, sense. No, that kind of veered off. Like that's done now. <laughs> um, not really, not really. But I, the fact that it's now a six way just blows my mind. <laughs> I know that I, I was getting so mad every time they just kept adding people to that match. I'm like, story wise, it's compelling to have, and it makes sense. To do AJ Kevin and Sami Zayn. Like, especially now since Sami Zayn's kind of like breaking off into his own thing. Like, I called it like probably a month plus ago that it was going to be Sami Kevin at Mania. Like, at this point, they might as well just make it a battle royale. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Rude and Orton and Jinder and everybody. Just add everybody to the damn match. Even Nakamura. But who do you, who do you think is coming out of that match? The six way. Oh, AJ Styles. Hey, there's there's no reasoning as to why they would take it off of AJ Styles. Um, but you never know because it is it is WWE. Yeah, I mean, and, if they want to give it to Cena, no, there's, there's no, no point. reason why that AJ Styles match with Nakamura can't happen without the belt, but it should. Um. And there's nobody else in that match that needs the belt right now. Um, At least until after Mania. I, I think a Sami Zayn world title run could be pretty cool. Oh, oh, absolutely. I mean, right now. With Mania right around the corner, there's no reason why AJ Styles needs to lose that belt. Yeah, um, I, I mean, if it was up to me, and it's not, <laughs> um, AJ... Would, AJ wouldn't have lost the belt in the first place. <laughs> like, he would still have it. Like, he wouldn't have lost to Cena. Wyatt wouldn't have got the belt. Jinder would Like, AJ would have just held it. <laughs> because that's, that's the smart thing for that brand. Like, AJ's the face of this brand. He says it every fucking week. He's the face of this brand. Uh-huh. He's not wrong. No. Um. I mean, SmackDown isn't the face that uh, the house that AJ Styles built SmackDown Live is, but yeah. I mean, I, it's not compelling enough to give Cena that 17 championship. And if Cena's fighting Undertaker, like he doesn't, they don't need to fight over the belt. Oh, oh my god, <laughs> I don't want to see that match. I really hope Taker does not wrestle again. I really, really hope. That he does not wrestle at WrestleMania. I don't. Uh, at this point, I don't know what they're doing. The next match is Bobby Roode versus Orton. Uh, you know, on paper, this is sort of a dream match if you think about it. Um, 
You know, it's so hard for me to like Bobby Roode right now because he's face. If Bobby Roode was the heel he was in NXT, I'd care about this match a lot more. Um, but I don't. I, I think Bobby Roode should win, but should also turn heel at the same time. So they do a double turn because I think Randy's been pretty heelish right now. Um. Has he though, or is he? He's been—he's just doing his RKO and yeah, I mean, he hasn't really been doing much. It's hard to tell what he is. But my biggest question is like, <laughs> why is Jinder not in this match? Which is which is why I think Jinder is going to interfere in this match. I think. I just read somewhere that they were like, Jinder uh, should attack him from behind and then get into the match. But even that's stupid. Um, he sh- it should just be a triple threat match. Yeah, which is what I what I think their mania plan is is because, like, since the whole like Absolution Riot Squad thing, like yeah. SmackDown has just been copying things from Raw, and like it's happened numerous times already. So I, I think what since they just announced that three way for the IC title, they're gonna be like okay three way for the US title and throw Ginger in his WrestleMania spot, with Orton yeah. and, Orton and Rude. So I mean that's what I I. I I think Randy Orton's going to win, but based off a of disqualification. If Orton wins, he's that. a grand. If Orton wins, he's a Grand Slam champion right now too. But there's no reason for him to win. I don't think Randy Orton or John Cena that matters at this point of their careers really need to be winning championships. It's like it's 2018. Yeah, and I'm also sort of done with this Jinder Orton thing. I saw the Punjabi Prison match live. Oh, you know, as much as I am a fan of Jinder Mahal, that match was just terrible. <laughs> well, try watching it live. You know, no. You couldn't. See, you <laughs> couldn't see it. <laughs> um, I. Randy Orton is on the same tier of Brock Lesnar's terms of I cannot sit through a Randy Orton match. I remember us watching the Sheamus feud and just hating it like a few years ago. <laughs> Oh, it was just, he's so boring to me. And 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 people love the way he wrestles. I am just so, I, the same way with Brock Lesnar, there has not been one Randy Orton match that I have thoroughly enjoyed watching. And half the time I stop watching it until it's done. I think he just needs a, I think he's got too comfortable is Randy Orton thing. Uh, I think he needs a bit of a kick in the ass to get his gear back in shape. Uh, I think he's bored. Yeah, that's exactly what I think. I think he's comfortable. I think he's bored. Um, I think him and AJ could have a great match, though. Have they wrestled? uh, It was like on the SmackDown main event. It was like a 10-minute match. But if they actually like went full-on on on a pay-per-view match, I think it could be really good. I also think... uh, Randy Orton could have really good chemistry with Adam Cole, I think, too. Yeah, but Adam Cole next to Randy Orton just does, you know... Adam Cole is tiny. I don't know. I mean, they were in the ring together at the Rumble. Yeah, but it's the Rumble. Yeah. <laughs> like, that doesn't really count. The, the next match on the card is the other match that doesn't need to happen, uh, which I don't know why it's happening, is the Uso versus the New Day. Uh, they always put on good matches, but I just don't know why this is a thing right now. It should you be know. Shelton and Gable, 
it should be the match. This is another thing where it should have ended in that Hell in a Cell match. Um, this has been a feud that's been going on for way too long, and I'm pretty sure they're going to have another great match. There's no doubt about oh, it. Oh, yeah, no, I, I think but this may be have, a match of the night, honestly. They have so many other tag teams that could use this spot to shine. And, yeah, Gable and Benjamin are one of them. Or even the Bludgeon Brothers or something. Well, I think they're leading up to Bludgeon for Mania. Which... But the the thing is, like, right now, the Usos in the New Day, this is a, like a face-versus-face match right now. Yeah, I don't know. I think the Usos are more heel. I think the crowd cheers for them just because they're great. But they're definitely a heel team. Um... Do you think the New Day would go heel again? Uh, no. I think, the, honestly, the next step for them is to break up. I think Kofi should be champion. If, uh, I think what they should do is, I don't know specifically what the plans for Biggie and Kofi would be. Maybe keep them as a tag team. But I think Xavier would have a really good Miz-like heel run. Because Xavier can go in the ring and Xavier can go on the mic and just have that guy be a dick. I've been a fan of Xavier Wood since he was Consequences created TNA. So I'm all for that. Um, I, I feel like Vince would want Big E to do shit though because he's the big guy. But I, I mean, mean Big E, yeah. they're all great. Oh my god, I don't want them to break up. <laughs> but like, even... look at look at such good chemistry that like Biggie w- would be like the big, he's but he's also fast guy, and then you have Kofi who's the the light flyer. Like that chemistry even right there is great. And then Xavier's more of like the technical side. Like if you make him go heel and do like a dickhead cowardly type heel thing, uh-huh. I don't know. I think Usos are just gonna come out of it though. I, I saw a bunch of reports that New Days actually might win, um, which I hope not. Do they want? I guess they want New Day to go in Mania's champs. Maybe I don't no, know. No, there's, there's. They also didn't have a match last Mania. This is true. I don't know. I think the Usos should. Uh, I think that I'm a big fan of the Usos right now. I think they're doing the greatest work that they have ever done. Yeah, period. In terms of ring work and character work. So I, I'm all for them staying champions for a while. Uh, Charlotte Flair versus Ruby Riot. I think this is another obvious one. I think Charlotte's going to win. Probably by DQ again. I hope they don't do the DQ, though, because I don't want two matches to end in DQ on this card. I want Asuka to come out at the end of the match and, and challenge Charlotte. Just don't say anything. Just point at the Just point at the sign. Point at the sign three times and then walk away. Um, no, I really want Asuka to come. I, I, this is another match I don't really care about. Cause, uh, I like Ruby Riot. I like Charlotte too, but I, I think uh, Ruby is great. I think um, she needs to be on her own. The other two are kind of holding her back. Uh, this is true. I think they should have been in NXT a little longer. 
Um, yeah, uh, you know, because Sarah Logan is, I think, engaged to one of War Machine. So it's like they could have easily, like, made her, like, the Alexa Bliss of War Machine. Yeah. And I don't know, I, Liv Morgan is Liv Morgan. He, she's knockoff Carmilla. I, you know what? Carmella is so much better than Liv Morgan. I'm, I'm mad at Liv Morgan. She made me lose a Royal Rumble bet. Why? Well, <laughs> well, we, um, we had to pick like a, a select few numbers, and like if you drew those numbers, those are the people who are representing you. So mm. you would get points based off of their eliminations. But they were there was a person in the men's rumble and a person in the women's rumble that if they came out and we drew them we lost three points. And Liv Morgan was mine. <laughs> oh my god! And the men's was Roman, but Roman ended up like making all those points back, and I actually lost four points based off of Liv Morgan. I, she got dumped out by Michelle. Michelle. Yeah, knocked five people off. She got the most eliminations out of both Rumbles. Fucking Michelle McTaker. Michelle. Michelle Taker. Oh my god. Man, if she came back, she would have such a good run, I think, right now, too. I, yo, you know what? Half of those half of those women could come back. Bring back Molly Holly and... Did you fucking see Molly Holly? Like, what? Like, we could live without Kelly Kelly and Tori Wilson and... But you know what? Bring Don't back Michelle and... Like that. Yeah. I love Tori <laughs> she, <laughs> oh she was horrible in that I match. was so happy to see her, though. Listen, growing up as a child and watching SmackDown, because I could never watch Raw. Raw started at 9. It was always too late. My parents would make me go to sleep. I would try to sneak watch it. It was at, you know, I had school. I was a kid. But SmackDown started at 8. They let me stay up till 10. And... Watching Tori, that Tori Wilson was my Thursday night. That, that was my Thursday night. Was watching Tori Wilson be terrible in the ring, but so fucking sexy. And you know, I, she, you know, whatever she she eliminated Dana Brooke. That, that's all we got. You know, yeah, she did it. She well, did Dana job. Brooke got rid of Kyrie Sane. Oh, we don't even need to talk about that. You know what? She's crunching the numbers. That woman's Royal Rumble, I was literally fanboying that whole time. And I think they did a tremendous job in that match. I think both Rumbles did a tremendous job. I agree with that. I I enjoyed that. I, I, not the whole pay-per-view, but I definitely enjoyed those two matches. Um, there hasn't been a good Rumble in a few years, and I think both of them did a tremendous, tremendous uh-huh. job. Deadass, though, when Molly Holly came out, like, I almost shit myself. My biggest pop of the whole night was Rey Mysterio, because that was, like, that was probably the oh, biggest what the yes, fuck is he I here for. I lost it, bro. Oh, my God. I was not expecting that. I, I really wasn't. And they, there, were, they, were, they were good on the keeping that on the QT. If you watch that back, though, like, the first Booyaka hits, and people are just like, what? And then he comes out and just everyone loses their mind. Like, it's such a delayed reaction to, like, when Hurricane got an instant reaction. I was watching the, um, that, you know how people, like, post their reactions online? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was watching those, and, like, it was that first Booyah guy, and everybody lost their shit. (laughs) Like, everybody. And, like, I, I, like, it's just so dope that 
I don't know. I love being a WWE fan. You get annoyed majority of the time, but they do but, some cool yeah, shit. Yeah, they redeem themselves. You know? Um, uh, the next match is Nakamura versus Rusev Day. R- Rusev really doesn't. He really should not lose, but Nakamura shouldn't lose more. <laughs> you know, this is uh, they're putting him. They're putting Nakamura, who they you know is about to be in the main event of WrestleMania wow. against. Isn't that amazing? Somebody. Too. Yeah. I, I really want him to be WWE champion, but they had, they're not building him up to be that, which is pissing me off. But they're putting him against starting. Rusev, who is massively over right now. And it's just so dangerous what they're doing right yeah, now. Yeah, I agree. Kimura has the ability, now, not the ability, the chance to now get booed. And I don't think they want that. And I hope that it doesn't happen. And I hope they have an awesome match, but they're not building Nakamura correctly. Well, I, th- I think it's just starting, because since the Rumble, I don't think Nakamura's been on TV outside of like TV promo segments backstage. I, I could totally be wrong about that, but I, I don't think Nakamura's no, had a I match think since Rumble. You're right, he hasn't been... At a couple of shows because of something that he can't perform in certain states or something like that. I don't remember. I read that it was like something with his visa or I don't know. But um, is that what it is? He yeah. That's I, that's what I read. Is that he he can't perform in, in uh, certain arenas or states or something like that. Um, but I mean, I, I think this match is a bit of a test though because. They're like, hey, Nakamura's going to come out. There's no way this guy's going to get booed. And then they're like, Rusev's going to come out. There's no way this guy's going to get booed. So I think they're trying to see right now, like, who's going to get cheered more, maybe. But, I mean, there's no way they're going to take Nakamura off the Mania spot. And he's definitely going to win this match, which is a bit sad for Rusev because Rusev needs some momentum because he's the most over thing easily in WWE. Facts. Which is crazy. Um, It's not crazy. He deserves every single thing that he gets. I know, but like if yeah. you if you asked me like last year like who's is Rusev's going to be is Rusev going to be the most over thing in WWE I would have been like no way. You know, I... I was really upset when they broke him and Lana up because I I liked his original just Russian monster ness about him. <laughs> I don't really know how to describe it, but, but then they learned that Rusev could talk and that he's funny too. Yeah, but then you know, at the same time, I don't know. I I just hope I hope. They do good things with him. Did you see the little segment that they shot before the Super Bowl, where the the superstars are predicting like the winner of the Super Bowl? No. Oh my God! Like when we get off, like you have to watch that because <laughs> Rusev Rusev is the best part uh, because like English is talking and stuff, and then Rusev just walks over and he has a bear mask on and just doesn't say oh. anything. <laughs> And uh, Tazawa at the end is great too. So you, like you need to check that out because I feel like you'd like that a lot. But oh. Rusev even on Total Divas is like is just showing just so much personality and just so much humor. 
And Yo, when the what? Where were they? Um, I think he was like the guy was hitting on him or something, and and uh, Lana was like, "He likes your butt." And he was like, "Oh, I like my butt too. <laughs> it's a nice butt." <laughs> You know, like, I was watching that, and yeah, he's hilarious. He's absolutely hilarious. Which, like, I could understand why they're not working with that, because they want Rusev to be, like, this big, intimidating brute next to Aiden English, who can go in the ring, but he's essentially a jobber without Rusev. Yeah. Which, which, I mean, they they could do a lot with Aiden English that they don't do. Like, he's married to Eddie Guerrero's daughter. Like, they they could do a lot of stuff. Like, he's in the Guerrero family and stuff. They're not, go- yeah. they're not going to, but... I think the whole... Uh, Vol- I was a huge Vaughn Villains fan uh, during their days in NXT. And when they won at the, at the TakeOver event... Uh, and barely was- had a title reign. Yeah, and I was so... I was tight that they just, like... Ended it so abruptly, and I, and I don't think they gave them a fair chance. And then you know Simon Gotch had to go and fuck up. Um, but you know I'm happy that they're actually doing something with him now. Maybe you know Rusev's lackey, but they're, he's still being used yeah. as opposed to just losing matches every two seconds and having no story whatsoever. Yeah, I mean there's there's select people on the Raw roster where you could be like, all right. This person's not doing anything. This person's not doing anything. This person's not doing anything. But there really isn't... There's maybe Tyler Breeze, Fandango right now because they haven't been doing Fashion Police stuff. Uh, Ty Dillinger and maybe The Ascension that they haven't really been using. But like, there's no one else on that SmackDown roster that you could be like, they're like not using these people. <laughs> I don't understand what they're doing with Ty Dillinger. They're fucking wasting that dude, man. It's just such a shame. That's that's another guy with, like, do you know how good of a heel that guy could be, too? Like, he could sort of be what Dolph Ziggler, I guess, wanted to be. Like, how Ziggler was like, I'm going to show off. I'm better than everyone. I can go in the ring. I can do this. But he's so over as a baby face as well. It's because it's the fucking 10 chant. But if Ty Dillinger was like, I'm the perfect 10. Nobody's better than me. I'm best in every way. Like, he could be such a good cocky heel, I think, that they would be able to use him that way. I, I, I really think they're doing such a, like, terrible job with. I, I said this before, Bobby Roode, man. I'm like, why would you make him a baby face? He was it's such a good heel. Like, his Makes ring work no and sense. chemistry in the ring and everything. He was such a good storyteller as a heel. Um, I was watching the match with uh, McIntyre live at TakeOver. And Roode's just, like, sliding out in the ring and avoiding him. And being, like, this sleazy sneaky weasel like heel and I'm like that's how you be a heel like people need to watch this match and learn from him because I was like he's doing it right and he just has no character right now it's like the robe in a theme song and like and like you've met Bobby Roode before like you know I have that that was uh (laughs) I 
pay twenty dollars to take a picture with the man and tell him to watch me. Um, tell me to watch Pop TV so I can see him on TNA. <laughs> and I was like, I looked at him and I said, "Bro, nobody has Pop TV. I'm sorry, but I'll try to watch you." And like, I walked away. Like, who the fuck watches Pop TV, bro? I, I don't know. What I, channel I is it. TNA even on now? Uh, Pop. It's still, They're on, still pop. on Pop. Yeah, I get it on DirecTV. So, like, as I'm scrolling down DirecTV, I see it on occasion. But I never watch it. I'm, I don't know. They, oh, yeah, my team, that's my a team. whole nother conversation. Uh-huh. But, like, um, my co-host sent me a video recently of Bobby Roode with, like, the beard and the long hair, like, OG TNA. And he's cutting the best promo I've ever heard him cut on Hulk Hogan. (laughs) And I'm like, this is the fucking best feud. It was, like, sort of like the homegrown boys versus, like, the authority figures type thing that WWE does all the time. Yeah. But, like, you gotta look that up if you haven't seen, like, it when Bobby Roode was in TNA. Because, I'm pretty sure I have. Because I, he I, rips Hogan's ass. <laughs> um, I I remember watching the whole press conference that they did and everything when um, Hogan took over. And they were like, yeah, we're going to make it Monday night and blah, 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 blah. And that lasted all for, what, like two shows? Um, that That was such a shame. <laughs> that, that that's a time for another conversation. I mean, that's a conversation yeah. for another time. <laughs> I, I could go off about early, uh, like mid TNA, man. Ugh, what a train wreck that was. <laughs> then we got the last uh, last match on the card is uh, the women's tag match: Becky and Naomi versus uh, Natalia and your girl Mella. I love me some Mella, but I love me some Naomi more. Yeah, I think the babyface uh-huh. is gonna win. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's no real... There's Carmella's nothing. been pretty much jobbing since she won the belt. Not the belt, the briefcase. Yeah. Um, I mean, my dream scenario would be for Asuka to beat Charlotte and then Carmella comes in and cashes in a pincer. Um, you know... I don't know what the hell they're doing with that damn briefcase, bro. I don't know what they're doing with the women's division... Period. Yeah. Like, on both sides. However, it's a good thing that in this mania, I see potentially five women's matches. True. But uh, at the, the same Bliss time, match. at the yeah. same time, they can have five matches, but if there's no story behind them, does, would anybody care just because they're women, you know? Don't get me wrong. You know this for a fact. I am a huge women's wrestling fan. Um, and have been since I started watching. And I watch Ivory and Jazz and Jacqueline and and Molly Holly. Lita Trish, and Trish, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, all of the... They were one of the reasons why... Well, they were the main reasons why I sat there and watched Raw and SmackDown. Tori Wilson, like... Tori Wilson versus Nidia, terrible match, but I still enjoyed the hell out of it. Dawn Marie versus Tori Wilson, terrible Melina match. Melina versus I... Alicia Fox. Listen, I love Alicia Fox. I can never disrespect Alicia Fox, but um, boy, that makes one of us. <laughs> listen, I, I, 
I'm always I will always be an Alicia Fox fan. Um, but I love I love what's going on now in terms of that they're getting the respect that they deserve. Because even though I would loved watching it as a kid, the women's wrestling, those matches were literally like a minute and a half, two minutes long. If if that. So as a women's wrestling fan, I love that they're they're blowing up and they're huge and they're superstars. But at the same time, this would be just same for the men. And it's kinda like the two oh five live matches and this where it's like if there's no storyline behind it, then like I don't care. I mean, most of them do. Uh, the only things that don't really would be like the things like the tag matches, but we would have like the Bliss versus Nia Jax match, which is probably going to happen. Which would have a, that has a storyline. Exactly. The so, Charlotte Oscar um, match would have a story. The Ronda Stephanie would have a story. Sasha Bailey would have a That's four matches right there. That's awesome. But say right now, what does this tag match mean? They got Natalia and Carmella versus Naomi and Becky. Uh, from what I from what I saw, it was Natty being all like, "I'm the best out of all of you. I oh, okay. was the best champion, or whatever." And uh, yeah. I think they're all trying to fight over like whoever gets the next champion spot. But the thing is, like, they haven't even really been fighting each other. It's literally every week has literally yeah. been a different variation. It's of not Charlotte, developed. Naomi and Becky versus the Riot Squad. So it's like you know, it's tit for tat, but. There, there's so much more that they could be doing. Um, and I forgot who it was that mentioned it. Like they should have a, a smack, like, like a women's tag division. And I was like, why? Because so it gives the women more things to do. Yeah. But, I mean, they're, if they're going to do a 205 live tag division, they could do a women's tag division. But the thing is, like, do they have enough people for that? You know? So I heard a good idea. And... I think I would actually be really interested in this was uh, that I heard that one of the original plans is to not do a 205 live tag division, but to do a three-way tag division and to do a three-man tag title belt. And I'm like, that's interesting. Like, they they already have, like, the three luchas. Like, they could put together some So, kind of like the trios thing that they do in Lucha Underground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I forgot that was even a thing, the trios yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. That but um, something else important to talk about before we sign off is uh, the card for the NXT TakeOver New Orleans card uh, pay-per-view leaked, and they announced a new title, the North Ameri- NXT North American title. Yes. Uh, interesting name for a title, I guess. But it's like a different... Yeah. Um, yeah, I saw that. And I was like, the North American what? And um, It's like they, it's like we're, we're have a mid-card off-brand United States title. Let's call it the North American title. Yeah. I, you know... They got the United Kingdom one. And they've been having some awesome matches with that. Because Pete Dunne is a superstar. For, for real. Oh my god. And he's like 24 and years old and the dude's gonna I'm be a mega so star. I'm with that man, dude. <laughs> like, I just want to just give him a high five and just be like, you are fucking dope. Um, 
But I, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing with all these damn belts. Um, I mean, I've been saying the name of the mid card title for a while. So who do, you, who do you think they would even give that to? <sighs> so who, so who's in the match? Uh, Ricochet, EC3, Killian Dane, Lars Sullivan, Adam Cole. Who the fuck is the other one? I think EC3 is probably going to win that. Honestly. Uh, if if I were booking it, I would give it to him as well. Um, yeah. Hold on, let me look. Velveteen Dream. That's who else is. Oh no! I would give it to Velveteen Dream. Uh, all right. So out of all the guys listed on uh, that card, I think Velveteen Dream deserves a title. However, they he. However, you don't need to build Velveteen Dream. Like he's already a megastar. You have to build the new guys that are coming in. So, you want to keep Ricochet as that Daniel Bryan type who could perform his ass off in the ring and doesn't need a title to do so, but we desperately want him to. Like, he's like the Johnny Gargano because Johnny Gargano is going out type of thing. Mm-hmm. Not to say he's the next Johnny Gargano because I, I Ricochet has a totally different style. But, there's, there's nobody's gonna be like Johnny Gargano. Yeah, I mean Ricochet, Ricochet is a totally different style. Yeah. So I mean, dude who wrestles ass off that people want to be a champion, but just won't get that opportunity. But when he does, it's gonna be phenomenal. EC3, on the other hand, is the heel coming in, and if you give him the title right off the bat, he's could be that guy that's like. They made the title just for me. I'm the big, uh, you know, I'm I'm the best. I came in here on my debut match and won the title. And, like, that, the title, I think, could help build his character more than it could help Ricochet. Yeah, I so, can see it. Yeah, so that's why I think of it to him. Uh, I think they should pull the ultimate swerve and put Dixie Carter as a manager for him. Oh, God. Can you believe the heat that dude will have? She won't be in any other authority, uh, like any other authority other than talent being a manager. But I'm like, oh my god, he's already has the name EC3, which means Ethan Carter, which means he's Dixie Carter's nephew as a character. Yo, I would absolutely die if Dixie Carter came out on NXT, bro. Oh my god, I would lose it. I would absolutely lose it. I mean, it's really smart to do and they already had Dixie Carter on that Kurt Angle documentary so which means that they're already like sort of in good terms I mean if the paycheck is right anyone would be in good terms but I I just think out of all those guys Velveteen Dream and Ricochet don't need it it would be good for them to have it but they don't need it yeah Okay, I agree with you. I agree with you. I, I've, I'm super, 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 super uh, big on Velveteen Dream. Yeah, no, same here. Um, so you know, I, w- I would honestly love for him to be champion, but I get what you're saying, though. <laughs> honestly, what what I would love for Velveteen Dream to win would be the United Kingdom Championship. <laughs> That's hilarious. Because just because uh, you know, Velveteen Dream is like that sort of like out there type character. Like we don't really understand the things he does. He just does it. 
So it makes just perfect sense for him to win a title that we don't understand why he won that title in the first place. So do you do you I, think yeah. he has a chance of becoming uh, NXT champion? Um, can he? Sure. Uh, will he? I don't know. I I think he's one of those guys that like like I said before doesn't need to hold the belt. He's already way over than the champion is anyway. Uh. Like don't get me wrong, Andrade came a long way, really really long way. He lost every NXT takeover besides the one he just won. Um, he just came a really long way, and he's doing a lot better with uh, Thea as a manager. But Velveteen Dream is way over. Compared to him, so True. I mean, what what I think will happen is uh, Andrade will fight Alistair Black, lose, Alistair Black will get the title, and then we'll get that uh, feud kind of resparking with Velveteen Dream and Alistair Black, which okay. I think would be pretty dope. But I think I honestly think Alistair Black is the next guy to get the belt like that's the guy who should have had it months ago like I agree I would have put it on him before I would have put it on Drew McIntyre even though I really like Drew McIntyre you know that's another one I'm not a fan of Drew McIntyre I like him better as a heel I saw him as a heel at at a live show as Drew Galloway and I was like this guy's dope yeah I I was actually really happy that he lost (laughs) I, I was surprised that he uh, lost. I didn't think he was I mean, going to. I mean, I love Almas, but I was just more happy that he lost that match because he's just, he doesn't do it for me. He hasn't done it for me since he first came onto WWE TV many but, years ago. I mean, if they could write like a legitimate <laughs> reason for why Velveteen Dream like wants the title, and if if. Like, then, then I'm, like, in for it. Like, I feel like Velveteen Dream could do something like Zack Ryder did with the TV championship and, uh, like, what Cena did with the U.S. championship and just kind of, like, made his own championship out of it. Yeah. Like, I feel like something like... Like, if there's anyone with a possibility for that to happen, it's with Velveteen Dream. He'll do, like, the Velveteen championship and, like, purple it out and sparkles and everything i i think that would be really dope but at the same time like i said he's just probably the most over thing in wwe i would say as well the team dream and then rusev rusev is the second but i mean you don't don't fix something that's not broke you know true there's always there's always room for uh, growth though yeah, and you know, he just uh, just started recently um, coming out. Is the bad terminology for it? But he just started coming out. You know. Yeah. Um, you know what's funny about him is that I remember watching that. Tough like, enough. Uh, yeah, and I remember I remember liking him because. He was a dick, but at the same time, like, he cared. You know, like, he was, like, there for it. Um, it's yeah. kind of like The Miz, yeah. honestly. Yeah, yeah, I know. Exactly I, like The Miz. I see yeah, where you're going to. Look what The Miz is now, you know? So, 
I see I see very bright things in uh, Jordan Clark's uh, career here. Yeah, no, uh, I remember you know when he before he got the Velveteen Dream character, he was just regular Patrick Clark. Yeah, and just wasn't getting over with anyone, and it, it had to take a character as creative as what the Velveteen Dream character, like the Lenny Kravitz Prince type persona. Yeah. To for him to be just so out there and to get people over, I it's you know hard to compare him to Fandango, but Fandango had to work with a really shitty gimmick and and got over and got over with it. Yeah, and I mean, there's was, not too many people like that. Theme song, but people also just really liked him because he, he, you know, uh, can clearly can't dance and thinks yeah. he's the hottest shit in the room and. Like, there's just, there's not too many people who could take a really bad gimmick and just kind of go with it. And just make it work. Fandango deserved more. <laughs> I think he's in the right spot now, but... No, I mean, now I'm talking about when he, when originally, you know? He beat Chris Jericho I mean, he beat, at WrestleMania. I was, to, I was just about to say that, he, I, and I saw that live. I saw that live. But, uh... At least a mid-card run or something. I, I hated the whole Summer Ray and Layla garbage. And R- Rosa Mendez. He was with Rosa Mendez, too. Oh, God. <laughs> Bro. I, like, she just returned for a ring, like a match. Or just In training. Show? Something. She returns to training. or she, I don't know. I, I was like, why? 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 Absolutely no reason why that woman needs to ever step in a wrestling ring again. <laughs> I was just—I just saw the gif of her like punching whoever I forgot who it was outside there, like Jillian Hall and somebody else, like and and barely touching them. Um, ugh, God, ugh, she was so terrible. I think uh, I think WrestleMania has a lot to compete with this year. And I think they realize it, too. Yeah. Which is why, you know, they wanted to bring Ronda on, and they're doing the the Shinsuke-AJ match, which people have wanted since Money in the Bank. But, like, the uh, ROH show that week, and TNA has a show that week, and there's just a whole bunch of wrestling shows that, like, that particular weekend. I I don't know if New Japan has a show, but... Like, you know, it's going to be really hard for... I know there's another fucking big show that week. I don't remember what it is. But it's going to be really hard for, I think, WWE to uh, stay on that number one spot when you have a Kenny Omega versus Cody match that weekend as well. But, you know... Well, we'll see what else they pull out. I just hope they don't do the same shit that they always do when it's like, everyone gets to have a match this year. Are they doing the, um... Uh... The Battle Royal? Yeah. Oh, they do it every year. I'm sure they will. They just they didn't... They didn't start the... building it yet. They'll probably start building it after Fastlane. What time is it? Uh, oh, we, sh- yeah, we got a half hour till the pay-per-view starts. We got 15 minutes. Yeah, we got 15 minutes till the pay-per-view starts. (laughs) 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 
<laughs> when we don't know how to count. Yeah. All right. Well, you got anything to plug before we sign off? Like anything you're working on or whatever? No. <laughs> you're not going to plug your book? Um, sure. Uh, com. Buy your copy of Crump the Book. My first ever self-published photography book. Uh, based off a group of crumpers in New York City. Pretty cool. Yeah, Check you've been out. working on this for years too, I remember. Yeah, like three years, bro. <laughs> Crazy. I was so happy when that book got printed. I was like, ugh, I don't want to ever see this again. <laughs> uh, and then you got and then you'll have people like wanting to do press and then you'll be like shit now I have to look at it and talk about oh, it again I hold the book now and smile and act like I'm not exhausted but yeah, yeah. it's alright just become a wrestler now <laughs> yo you know what sucks is that I literally started training back to start doing that again and got injured once again oh. <laughs> literally, I'm literally Samoa Joe yeah, I have back I have back issues. I would never be able to be able to do it. I would take I, I would take one suplex from Brock and I would be done. Well, that's, that's the thing is like, oh, you know what was so dope about that indie show? My so my friend's cousin uh BCW by the way. Awesome. They they were great. Um my friend's cousin is the referee, like one of the referees. Oh, really? And yeah, and like that, he was like, my cousin got. Uh, I'm heading with my cousin to Queens. Do you want to come? And I was like, fuck yeah. So I went with them, and after the show, I literally sat in the back and drank beer with all of the wrestlers, and it was so cool. And I was like, I could do this. Was and there like, any I, like like notable names wrestling? Uh, Teddy Hart was there. Oh, okay. Um. And his match ended in a DQ. He, like, low-blowed the guy because the guy low-blowed him twice. Um, and he just got him back, but the referee saw it. Um, such a shame about his career because he was actually... He did, like, moonsaults and shit in the ring, and I was like, you know, you could have been something. Um, but uh, Faye, Faye Jackson was there. Um, I think she's dope. She's an uh, indie wrestler. Um, there was a, the, the woman she faced is apparently a really big, uh, name, uh, in the woman's world, but I don't, I don't remember her name. Um, yeah, that was, that was about it. And some other, just like indie wrestlers. And they all did great. Um, there was a new champion crowned. Um, but yeah, I just sat in the back and drank beer with them and I just talked to all <laughs> of them and, and. I was talking to the one guy who was the manager. It looked like a gymnasium who, or something. Huh? It looked like a gymnasium. No, it was a hall. It was it a was bingo a, hall? It was a, a lodge. A lodge. Dope. Yeah, I love those uh, shows. Yeah, it was, uh, I was right there, right next to the ring, second row. Um, saw everything. WWE, $800 seats. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> BTW, 25 and I'm right next to the ring. Yeah, that's awesome. And great wrestling, too. It's not like the show sucked. Yeah, no, the last indie show I went to... Actually, that's a lie. The last indie show I went to was um, Ring of Honor. Uh, it's pay-per-view. Um, why can't I remember it? Fuck, hold on. We definitely need to head up an indie show. 
Next time Evolve comes around. Evolve is Sorry, good. I'm not sure. I didn't say anything to you, Alexa. One second. I can, I don't know why I forgot what to show us. Right here. They made a Becky Lynch collection on the network. Oh, uh, Final Battle is the last show I went to. Rain of Honor Final Battle. But, like, before that, I was at an Evolve show. That was the last indie show I went to, and that was, like, a while ago. And I know you remember this, because that's when I sent you the Ricochet picture. But, yes. like, the people on that card, like, this is all before they were in WWE. It was, uh, the only one who was actually in WWE at that point was Johnny Gargano. Mm-hmm. But it was Ricochet, Gargano, Zack Sabre Jr., uh, Cody, Chris Hero, Drew Galloway, TJ Perkins, Drew Gulak, Tony Nese, like, just stacked. Like, everyone that, pretty much everyone on that card is in WWE now, <laughs> or, or used to be. That sounds like a pretty damn good show. I don't uh, follow Chuck Taylor was on that card, too. Chucky T. Okay. Uh, though, yeah, no, it was just that it they're not they're not Evolve's not as stacked anymore, but because you know WWE buys everyone now, but WWE is the Yankees organization of wrestling, folks. That is that is a fact. There were a couple people in uh, the show that I went to that I was like, you know, they would actually be pretty good, and um, and uh. WWE. And you said there was BCW? BCW, Was that like Brooklyn Championship Wrestling? No, no, no. It was in Queens. It was, um... I would have to look up the name again. I don't remember what it was. I typed it in, though, because I was looking at, like, the database and stuff. But, um... Yeah, there wasn't a match on that card where I was like, eh, that was kind of bad. Like, I was, like, (laughs) in the whole time. Like, um... Yeah, it was definitely a great show, and it was just cool to sit back there and just, like, soak up some knowledge, because I was telling them, like, I don't want to be a wrestler. I would love to have a match or two, you know, just for, you know, to say... Be a wrestling manager or something? Yes, I want to manage. I want to come out and talk mad shit and trip people up and get super kicked a couple times, and, you know, like, that's what I want to do, and, um, you know, it just sucks at this back injury right now is just taking over my life so yeah i feel you more than you know (laughs) but anyway uh pay-per-view is going to start so we're both probably going to just sit down and watch that right now yeah let's get out of here all right cool thanks for coming on buddy of course man cool i'll be texting you all right see ya